18 to 20 teams and how that would work? Maybe. maybe. I have no idea. Um, Glenn, you've been around me for 20 years now, and you know I don't like to answer hypothetical questions, which that could be as hypothetical as any I've ever been asked. Um, I do think there is some tendency to, um, as current events sort of indicate, um, that mega conferences, you know, may be something in the future. Um, it's not my job or my role uh, to understand the dynamics of uh, what's in the best interest of college football, the SEC, uh, other conferences in terms of how they expand. But this has always been something that has happened. I know one thing for sure is we have a great league. Um, we've made two really positive additions to our league um, that are going to come online in a few years. Uh, I think there's a lot of underlying dynamics from a business standpoint that could impact and affect, you know, how this happens, if it does happen in the future. Um, but for right now, uh, you know, we have 14 teams in our league for the next couple of years, and we have some really, really good teams in our league. Uh, it's a very competitive league. Um, you got to be on task each and every week that you play, and, you know, that's kind of what we're trying to stay focused on. But, uh, you know, that question is probably a better question for Greg uh, Sankey or uh, conference commissioners who um, maybe are looking at, you know, what's in the best interest of their league in the future. And I'm sure they would say, you know, maybe yes and maybe no. Uh, because who knows what those circumstances may uh, have an impact and effect in a positive way on each and every league and on college football uh, in general. But I do think if we move toward the mega conference, again, that whole thing about competitive balance is going to be in question. Uh, and, look, I'm not here to say we should have it or we shouldn't have it, but if we have two... 20-team leagues, um, you know, how is that going to impact all the people that are not in those leagues? Uh, that's a question for all of you to speculate and answer on. I, I really can't speculate. I mean, look, it's the haves and have-nots, and it's going to be even more. It's, is what it is. Eric, the truth. Asher bringing up a very good point to me during the break there about Notre Dame's and its relevancy. And uh, the truth brings up, again, the reason why NBC would be willing to pony up that 75 mil and be a part of that. And it has to do some things. I've seen a couple of you guys text here as well. And it's where Notre Dame is located. My buddy Josh, who's now got, got promoted. He's the head SID for men's basketball and from women's hoops to now men's hoops. And when he flies out to go anywhere other than obviously games, which they charter, um, it's out of Chicago. So the whole Chicagoland area. It's a big market. Also, with that tie-in, as Eric says with USC, it's the LA market. Keeping track here. Plus, it's a flagship Catholic university. My dad was bringing that up there as well. Um, it's kind of the New York market. So, three big TV markets. That adds to it. It's all about TV money and its relevancy. And Eric brings up a good point. I, I may, you may, he may. Not sit there and watch a game, but it, it's still Notre Dame, 
and it's going to be relevant from that aspect of it. It's going to be relevant based off of that perception of it. And if as long as somebody is willing to cut that check on a TV deal, that, that makes you relevant. And again, it kind of goes to why you have these conferences that, that would love to bring them in. It's just interesting to, to hear and read reports where we need shoulder programming. We need, we need to make sure there's a game you want to watch before and after Notre Dame on NBC. Right? Scott, Scott Craig brings up a very good point too. We maybe not understand that because we're from the South. Maybe Northerners and stuff, it is more about Notre Dame. Look, I, I, when I think of Notre Dame too, I think of Kornheiser going bananas on PTI, party interruption. It's always about Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. And I'm like, okay, get it, breathe. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think geographical location probably has a lot to do with that. No doubt. Cause again, I, 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 I think I'm watching essentially, as Lane Kiffin just said, pro sports. I, I'm watching essentially the AAA to the NFL on the SEC network, CBS, ABC, ESPN. Right? I mean, essentially, when you look at it from that perspective. Coach Saban, uh, his football team likely going to be the team that is picked to win the SEC. Got some pretty good players. Might have heard of Bryce Young. Either one or two in the upcoming NFL draft. Him and C.J. Stroud appear to maybe be the first two quarterbacks to be going. Will Anderson, the linebacker for um, Alabama, though, could could be number one. I don't know. We'll see. But this is what Coach had to say about uh, his guys on both sides of the ball. I, I, I don't like to compare players, but um, to have two players that make such a significant impact on our team – as those two guys, uh, I don't recall ever having a circumstance like that. We've had some great impact players, but um, never one on this on offense, one on defense of you know the caliber that these guys have been able to play uh, on a consistent basis. But I think probably bigger than that is the impact that they have on the players around them. Uh, these guys set a great example. Um, they're uh, players that other people on our team can emulate in a positive way because of the example that they set. Um, these guys are very serving to their teammates in terms of, you know, they really do care about helping other people for their benefit. Um, so these guys have not only been great players, they've contributed from a leadership standpoint uh, probably as significantly as uh, any leaders that we've had, uh, and we've had some really good leaders in our program and our organization. So um, really excited about having these guys on our team. You couldn't ask for two better people um, to, um, you know, I've always said that when the best players on your team are really good people with great attitude and great mindset, um, it's really helpful to develop in the kind of team chemistry that you need to uh, have a successful team. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I wonder what are the, the teams in the SEC West are, are going to finish here. They all have captivating storylines, and obviously when we get closer to the season start, we'll kind of take a look at each school too as well. And the Mississippi State, Ole Miss, I kind of feel like right now, just off the top of my head, it's quarterback. In the SEC West, right? So many schools, including Ole Miss, Ellis, who is the quarterback? And, I, I mean, that is going to matter. I think 
that's why, to me, I do look at Alabama with Bryce Young back. I mean, <laughs> that is uh, that's dangerous. I mean, it's it's what it is. It's same old thing each and every year, right? No doubt. Um, Bryce Young had this to say earlier this morning as well as to uh, the end of the day why he chose Bam. Remember, he was one of the first players to, to sign a big NIL deal. Team success, you know, is going to be equivalent to individual success in whatever facet that may be. So for me, all I'm focused on is trying to do everything we can day in and day out to reach our goal, which is winning that championship. It's a long process. Uh, there's a lot that has to, we have to do first, but um, each and every day I'm pushing myself, pushing us as a team to be the best version of ourselves for that, and that's all I'm focused on. Well, that sounds like a robot there, huh? You think Nick, Nick Saban's a program that mind? Speaking of coach, what's he like? Everyone sees Coach Saban and, you know, you hear the, you watch the videos of him being passionate and yelling and you, you may see what he says in, in the media, but what people don't understand is how much he cares about us as players. Um, you know, being around him each and every day, seeing the approach he takes and, and him showing how much he cares about us. Uh, throughout the season, uh, you know, it, it gets long, it gets tough, but he's there to make it light, crack the joke when you need to, and also he's he's a coach that'll do anything to make sure that we're in the best positions to succeed. I think just just knowing how much he cares about us and, and what he's willing to do for us to be successful and how much that means to him, uh, it makes you want to play for him all the more. There he is. This is Bryce Young earlier this morning on ESPN's SEC Network as the SEC Media Days continue. We'll have a whole day in between. Before Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M get to speak, the SEC separated them by an entire day to make sure that it wasn't a storyline. We'll go up to Fun Row, Monroe, Sports Talk 97.7. Sean Fox hosts the show there in the afternoons on Wednesdays. We like to talk to him. We'll do it today. So Sports Hangover next on ESPN New Orleans. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at Let'sRev.com. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. 
What would you say you do sports, sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-991-003. See if I remember Fox 4 Sports Talk. Sean, is that your Twitter handle? Hello, Sean. Gus, I'm sorry. Hello. I'm just learning how to use the phone today. <laughs> Still, well, I mean, again, it's literally right on par with the fact you literally don't know when your show is. So, I mean, it, it, it does make sense. It makes a lot of sense, actually. When are we on um, on Friday, by the way? Uh, dude, it's, uh, the only time I'm really, really screwed up is uh, baseball season. We're at 5 o'clock. Okay. I was making sure. Now, on baseball season, there's no telling. Okay. Could be 11, could and be 5. Football. Could be I mean, three. you kind of bumped me for high school football before. Yeah, but that's just a segment. I just bumped you from 5 to 445. <laughs> so it's not too bad. That is not true as well. Sean, You're giving I me a ask terrible you, rep. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen, um, it's well earned, by the way. I don't know if you've seen the reports, and, and thanks to Jack to bring, to bring it up, and, and I did some digging, I actually Googled, and there it is. That playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette's apparently 260, or at least that was the reported weights. And, and, a little hefty? And, yeah, a little hefty. What's the most you've put on, say, in, in the oh. summer? In the summer. Oh, Let's just go wow. with the summer and an off season or something like that, you know? Gosh, that, this is a sensitive Cause subject. I've, no, because um, I've always only known you at about a buck 25. Like, I don't think okay. I've ever well, seen that, you have to wear a belt or anything. That's you know? mighty kind of you. Um, I did the, uh, you know, I finished at Tech, but I did spend that one year at uh, Southeastern. Mm-hmm. And uh, living on campus, I put on about the freshman 15, man. I never went to class, but I sure did go to the cafeteria <laughs> slash Chick-fil-A. And, so man, you, they had, so you, like, you lined up, huh? Fr- oh, my God, they had an unbelievable chicken fried steak. <laughs> so I'll probably mm-hmm. put on the freshman 15 slash 20 in college. And, honestly, Gus, now – is probably the most I've weighed as an adult. Uh, dude, I, like at four, at 39, I've realized, like, I, I'll, you know, Gus, we, we both, yeah. it's kind of funny. We both work out and exercise every day. Would you look at us? And it's like, why? Um, yeah. But I basically, what I do during the, on the weekend, I could burn off all week, and it was a cycle that I did for years. <laughs> but at 39, yeah, no, that it, cycle it slows down, but. Stopped. Yeah. yeah, no, it slows yeah. down. Um, I had to kind of so, like redesign yeah. my entire lifestyle here in the last two years. To um, yeah, like I, 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 it's kind of one of those comments you get to Sean, where it's, it's good and then it's bad. But like, my wife's a little jealous of me. She's like, "Look at you, skinny mini," and then she woke up this morning. She's like, "I'm disgusted with myself." I'm like, "What? What? Oh, what? I get that all. <laughs> yeah, I'm the like, reason. Why, I'm why the can I be happy? Feels, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm the reason she feels self conscious right. about herself. I'm like, hey. well, you know, look, I, 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 I've learned. You would think, you know, I make ten years Thursday, and you would think yeah. I would, I would know to not say this, but I did. I'm like. Well, you know, I go to the gym at six. I mean, if you want to get extra cardio, you can. You have you find time. And I'm sure the response is, it must be nice to be able to find the time to do that. That yes, I, I always I'm, get that. Gus, I'm going on year fifteen. I know. Yeah, I know. It's a possible mission. No, yeah, th- th- there is no real win in that scenario. Um, but no, I bring. So that I up get it, but do wait, wait. I kind of I want to make, and I did kind of bring up, and in, listen, especially in the state we live in, where the food is so good. Yeah, it's. Very, very easy. I would say this, like, I, 
Like, it's weird. I'm, we're probably admitting too much. Here. I, I kind of get self conscious to get in my own head. Mm-hmm. Like if I get and if I get this certain number, then I'll I'll change my lifestyle, and I really don't want to do that. <laughs> so honestly, I haven't been on a scale. Yeah. Since the week of Thanksgiving mm. until mm. until I had to go to the doctor about three weeks ago. Oh. And I was dreading going to the doctor yep. only because one, I wasn't sick. I needed medicine refilled. Sure. That's how they get you. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't want to know what the scale was, so I was like, okay, that that that's heavy, but I was thinking worse. So it you wasn't as bad as I thought, but go. it was, I could lose about five. You could lose about five. Dude, that's yeah. nothing. That's a pound a week for a month. Like, that's how I try to tell her. Like, yeah, but then, but then I, when you, when you have eight vodka drinks on Friday like I did last week, it kind of. Well, yeah, can you get the ones that, there's no sugar, no calories. I've told yeah, you Yeah, but the here's the thing, Gus, and your before. audience knows this, too. I eat, Look, I was drinking Crystal Light vodka, but here's the thing. After eight, <laughs> was them the bagel bites are looking really good. No, it, it was the Crystal Light, okay? Sugar. Sugar is your enemy the older you get. Listen to me. No, I think it was I think it was the bagel bites and mozzarella sticks that I put in the oven at eleven thirty. That was my enemy. I did good all day. Shakes worked out. And I was like, yeah. you know what? The bagel bites look oh, awful, dude. It's awful because like little man's like he just during a break like can you open this and it's like a hostess cupcake and I'm like, mm. we've got our weaknesses, man. Oh, I didn't eat it. I didn't. I'm staring at my. See, I could not eat a basil that wrap too, with. But turkey. you put some chips in. Dip in front of me, and I'm like, yeah. a, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah, no, I can't. We all have our weaknesses. Um, the rookies report today, and yeah. I, it was interesting. I've been in no- better shape than we are in Leonard Fournette. <laughs> I've never gotten a 260, so that's a good thing. Um, but, you know, Michael Thomas is, is at a 90, and, and, you know, he's been seeing some videos as of late. Video about a, a week ago, about a month and a half ago, right? He's rounding out routes. that some guy who was like a a doctor who analyzes videos from player workouts and, mm. you know, saying, oh, this doesn't look good, whatever, and all that. that Looks like he's cutting a lot more uh, on this one. I thought it was interesting, Javris Landry, 83. Again, that's not a bad thing, five-time. By the way, Gus, by the way, did, did you not think in that last video that came out with Michael Thomas where it was like overlooking the mountains, he was doing an out route, and it looked <sighs> like he was about to fall off a cliff, or maybe that was just me. Well, like, what was dangerously close to the edge of a mountain. That – it does look like a drop, and I did say that that probably was California because the the golf here doesn't look anything like that. So it was beautiful <laughs> blue, and, <laughs> and you saw depth. I mean, our, our water's pretty much right at ground level. So, um, nah, dude. I mean, look again. I, I like watching that, and, and then I also love seeing Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave in what I've now called Jameis Winston minicamp wow. last week that he held. And, and you see them working out together and all that. And, and I, I saw the comments. Why is Michael there? Like, Michael needs to get ready for the 11th. You, you go get healthy and you do what you need to because history's on my side from this aspect of it. Have you ever seen a photo of him, which is why I started on, on, on weight, where he doesn't look in shape? I, I'm going to trust that Michael Thomas knows what he has to do because the guys never look like he's had 2% body fat. Well, we just saw a picture from uh, online of him at Uncle Keyshawn's house. It looks like he's in his game ready now. That yeah, exactly. I'm not worried about that at all. In fact, Gus, I'm, I'm, I'm this is one of the things I'm going to talk about today on, on on my show is does it not feel like? And look, everybody puts up lists and tiers and pyramids of sure. who's the best at this. I looked at one early this morning, and it was probably tiers of. 20 to 25 receivers of the best, great, 
serviceable, whatever. And I'm going through this list. I'm like, I know this is small print, but maybe I've missed something. Mm-hmm. So let me go back and read it again. I was like, this cannot be right. I read it again. Michael Thomas was nowhere on this list. It feels like, and I know that he hasn't been active in about, well, let's call it about two years. But last mm-hmm. time we saw Michael Thomas on the field, he was in the conversation of best wide receiver in the NFL. And all of a sudden, he's fallen off. Of, I guess it comes back to what I just said. He's fallen off the cliff. Nobody's talking about him anymore. And you know what? From what we've learned in his time in New Orleans, you look at his social media, you look at his interviews, this is the kind of guy that it almost like he thrives with a chip on his shoulder. While I think it's complete disrespect that he's kind of been forgotten, I think this is only good news for Saints fans. Yeah, 100%. Um, like I said, I, I am all about all of that. And, you know, I want to ask you, too, what, what your fans or listeners, you know, people, Saints fans and, and stuff up there thought about. I played it yesterday a ton. I, I love – the Winston video or, you know, serving oh. as you want to call it. Um, I, I just, I, I feel like, and I, and I would say, and you would agree, right? 80% of the comments are positive, but the, the oh, I've got, that, yeah, there, there's the, there's the, there's some people who will never like Jameis Winston. I've come to, I mean, I've, I've accepted that, that no matter what he does, he's just a clown and people won't believe in him. But I do think that is that, Numbers getting reduced, but yes, there is that number that's out there, and it'll probably always be out there. And I just find it funny because, I, again, I'm not comparing the two, and I understand what one did, but I, I'm just talking about what it is that he did that week. And I don't remember Drew like holding a mini camp essentially. Now I understand maybe it's different. You know, you got new faces. I mean, Drew maybe really didn't have to do that. That's what Millsaps was, right? When you look at that receiving core, for the most part. It was built over the next couple of years from 06 to 07, but they were all together. By the time they hit it in nine, should have won it in 11. I mean, you, you had a group that it was pretty much all together. I, I get it here, right? I mean, who's the tight end? That's why you saw a crawl out there. You know, Landry just showed up trying to learn the offense. Olave's a rookie. I'm, I'm going to work with my quarterback. So, you know, I get that, but that's what I did enjoy seeing. And I thought it was a kick. In one of the other videos that showed the off the field stuff as well, Andy Dalton sitting in the room when yeah. Jameis Winston's at the projector screen going over film. I, I just think that Great. shows you where he feels comfortable wise with this offense. So, um, I, I do want to defend Drew in this, Gus, that I do think there were times in his career I seem to remember a couple receivers would go out and work with him. Out in San Diego, but yep, it wasn't. It wasn't or Denver, but it wasn't a mini camp. Yeah, or, or Denver, something like that. But <laughs> here's the thing: like he was, a, he was established. You know, most of the time, the roster, the receivers, the the skill right. guys, it was different. A lot of them, sure. You know, he 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 knew it. The system was there. I mean, Jameis Winston's yet to play a full season as the starting quarterback of the Saints. Yeah, and everything I'm seeing is there's two things that you look. You can knock Jameis for a lot of things. And my biggest is he should never give a pregame speech again, although I do think the little speech he gave with the guys who were at his campus was, was pretty good. Really? But no speeches? He, You're not speeching no, them? The, 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 the eating the double will unfortunately haunt him forever. Oh. But one of the two things that you cannot deny mm-hmm. is leadership ability, and that's mm-hmm. the way kind of people flock to you and respect you, and he is a great teammate. And I've got a great friend 
who works in the Florida State Athletic Department. You're talking about, to this day, still love. Despite everything that's happened, the teammates, You again, you can say a lot of things. Sure. He's, and, and, and people, have, I've seen that narrative as he's goofy and he's not a leader. No, he's a leader and he's a very good teammate. And we have seen those traits really going back to even when he was sitting on the bench yeah. behind Drew Brees, willing to learn. I, I know I just kind of get my backside chapped, Gus, when people talk about Jameis like he's terrible. Folks, he's one of a handful of guys who's only thrown for 5,000 yards. Nine. Nine to be exact. I, okay. I, didn't have that, I had that ready when I went to ES. He, I, I did, a, I did an ESPN. He's got, rookie, he's got rookie NFL passing records. He's yeah. been to a Pro Bowl. Yeah. Is he flawed? Certainly. But we act like this guy is terrible. Yeah. When, when <laughs> listen, he's got – there's a reason he was the number one pick in the draft. He's got ability. Dude, he just we, had to we know terrible here. To we know yeah. terrible. We're full with the backwards helmet. We've seen a quarterback throw the ball backwards. We have the Billy Joe. I mean, we, we have seen terrible quarterbacks in New Orleans. I mean, his start, his start to last year was one of the best we've seen. And, and, the, and the, the sad thing is, and Gus, rinse, repeat, I know he said this a thousand times, the sad thing about him going down was it felt like the reins were finally coming off. Yeah. The handcuffs. Yeah. Well, it was again, like, okay, Trevor we're about Simeon, to start seeing Jameis. Trevor Simeon went in that game and was throwing it all over the place. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, again. Okay, you just, yeah. just, okay. Thank you for the Simeon reference. No, the point was that. It was they were holding him back from throwing it and doing all that, earning the trust. In, and oh, by the way, it the was in the game plan. The game plan terrible. was to throw the football. Yeah, you know? yeah the, the receiving core was atrocious. It was so. pretty bad. It was pretty. bad. I'm excited to see what he can do. Like I'm, I'm, like, I'm. One, we we talked about how lucky the Saints are to not get Deshaun Watson, but yep. even more than that, like I, I'm, I'm, I love a good redemption story. A lot of us do. I think, and you and I have discussed this personally off the air. Like we we're, we're a lot different than we were when we had Gus Palooza up here. Are we? Are years we and years and years are, ago. Are we? Well, that comes are we with really that different? We're still immature, but life <laughs> yeah. and children should change. What, what, go ahead for our listeners on on my show here. What what do I normally yeah. at least reference once, if not twice a month? Probably every show when I'm on there. When are you inviting me back up? And when are we yeah. having a Gussapalooza? So you tell me. Yeah. And I and I owe you heavy water vodka, which apparently does not exist anymore. Yes. I mean, which, by the way, was, I mean, what was it like? It, it looked like something out of the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It was like a, yeah, it was it was pretty like a cool. skull, right? It, it, yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I, and I have not seen, like, they've, they've discontinued uh, <laughs> distributors. So if, if you've got any liquor distributors listening, please hook my buddy Gus up with some heavy water if you still got it. Oh, that was... um. I pay top dollar for that, Gus, and when I mean top dollar, about thirty bucks these days. <laughs> there's some heavy water, I take it. Hey, I love that. Uh, enjoy your show. I look forward to talking Thanks, to you at bro. five o'clock on Friday, buddy. Thank you. See you. Yep, right. as always, Sean Fox at Fox Four Sports Talks. The way to follow over there on the Twitters. Quick break. We come back. Your phone calls and more. That's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... 
Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called, and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, the last thing parents should have to worry about is how to pay for it. This is a St. Jude moment. Calvin got diagnosed June 10th of 2018. He has Rhabdomyer sarcoma, a soft tissue cancer. One oncologist told us if it was my son, we'd go to St. Jude. And within 24 hours, we were on a plane headed here. It's hard to fathom what St. Jude has done for us. They've really given our family hope. For the donors out there, it's just amazing. I never thought we would be in this place. And it's people like you that help us and help St. Jude provide for a family like ours. St. Jude is like the gold at the end of a rainbow. And we are so grateful and thankful for everything. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Sports Hangover, 800-998-1003, Southland Conference Media Days. Jeff and Jerry covering it live over in Lake Charles. I'll be over in the LaRoe Studios tomorrow. So we'll have a little team coverage there. See what Coach Rebo and Coach Selfo, Nichols and Southeastern, have to say amongst other teams, obviously, over there, McNeese and others. So we'll, we'll uh, chime in with them and see... How the upcoming season's going from that aspect of it. The other thing we've been talking about here as well, obviously with SEC Media Days, we've heard from Nick Saban a little bit, Diana Rossini, um, bringing up something that they were focusing on the NFC East today. And I, and I do find it, again, interesting how a lot of people have the Eagles in the playoffs. I mean, a lot of people have the Eagles 10 wins, 11, 12 wins, best, one of the best rosters in the NFC, just, all of that. Um, and along the lines, we were talking about, I think it was Friday, right? We were talking about pressure because it was Keyshawn Johnson that said that to him, Josh Allen is the quarterback that has the most pressure going into the season. And and I said, look, there's different kinds of pressure, right, for Jameis Winston, who I would not put in the top five or top ten pressure-wise, has, though, a certain level of pressure to show that he is a Franchise quarterback, earn a longer term deal, things of that nature. But I don't think people are looking at him and saying, "Hey, the Saints are as a he goes or something of that nature." That, that's that's Allen, I would say, um, in terms of the expectation levels. Are these an MVP, and that the Bills have the most talented roster, and that they should win the play, the Super Bowl? That's a different level than I would say Tua Roy as Tagovailoa is basically already being blamed if the Dolphins don't go 17-0. I mean, they're saying he's the reason, okay? I would put Jalen Hurts there, though. I mean, I do remember last season, people have amnesia, I think, in the national media. I remember clearly 
Screaming A, the rest of the shows, Jalen Hurts, it's time to move on. They're going to draft the quarterback. Maybe they should bench him. Then they go on that run, literally, where they're running all over everybody, including your New Orleans Saints. Remember that game? Oh, I remember putting up the lights. And just I had the TV outside, and I'm like, wow, that's really no reason to look at this game. It just this did not go well. Um, but when you look at it, I remember that. And, and now all of a sudden, oh, watch out. They're on fire. Well, at least Diana, like, pretty much says it here, too, though. Um, it, it's up to Jalen. It's up to Jalen. He just needs to take the step forward. You know, Howie Roseman, the GM in Philly, really built a phenomenal roster. Their lines on offense and de- on defense, you know, they're the best in the division. They're, you know, they're getting older, yes, but they're so good. And now, obviously, with the uh, addition of A.J. Brown coming out of Nashville, you know, I, I don't think I need to tell the listeners here how great A.J. Brown is, we all know. Um, so they, they have the parts to challenge the Cowboys. It's just, it's going to be the quarterback. It's got to be the quarterback, so they can, they can do that. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, I do find it interesting that uh, here's Rossini's belief on what the Cowboys need to do this year. Between both these kind of guys, you got a power back in Zeke. You got you know a speedy, fast pass catcher back in, in Pollard who, who really can make a difference. I think with both of them together, they can really help replace some of the loss that we're going to see with Amari Cooper. But I just have questions about their O line. That that to me. Is always going to be the big question mark to start the season because we know when their offensive line is good, the Dallas Cowboys are good, but they've got these injuries and these things floating around that we're not too sure of just yet. All right. Speaking of Dak, uh, did you listen to Barton Hahn this morning before we came on? I don't think Dak Prescott would be in the top 10. I'd be surprised if he's in the top 15, right? When you think about just what his ceiling is, maybe he's plateaued. You know, he's a guy that came in as a fourth-round draft pick, third-round draft pick from Mississippi State, and he's exceeded expectations. The second time that Jerry has found somebody, you know, before that it was Tony Romo that he found that became a franchise quarterback. But Tony was good, and he never kind of got over the hump, never won the big game. And I'm starting to think maybe this is the the future of Dak Prescott. He's good, and he can be like – the best, a top five quarterback at times, but when he goes against somebody that his his, his equal, he's always on the wrong side of history. Mm, there it is. Already comparing him to Tony Romo. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Y- y'all get, I, I I get it, and he may very well be the next head football coach of your Dallas Cowboys. But I don't know why you would want to sign up for that, man. Especially with Jerry Jones in there as well. Sean, go to L.A., go to the Chargers. They don't win it all. Got a young quarterback who I they won't be saying is Tony Rowe. I mean, that's just what it is with that team. Um, this is for you, Roy, Miami Dolphins super fan, who, by the way, Shane today gave you your last name, at least the last initials, at D for delusional. So Roy, the delusional Miami Dolphins super fan, this is just for you. This is none other than Dan Orlovsky. AFC East. Here you go. The Miami Dolphins are closer to the Buffalo Bills than most people want to admit, and mainly those people in New England. They've got the same record as the Baltimore Ravens over the past two years. 19 wins, 14 losses, and that's with the worst offensive line in football. 
They added the best left tackle in football. They added a receiver with 200 catches, 2,500 yards, and 24 touchdowns. This is a very good football team based on their defense. There it is. There it is. So uh, th- that'll put a smile on Roy's face. Again, we were talking about earlier in the show, too, about SEC Media Days, conference realignment. We've kind of talked a little bit about Notre Dame today, the report that they said they will remain independent if NBC can hook up $75 million in media rights. And we were just kind of talking about the relevancy and stuff. And one of the things that's interesting is Paul Feinbaum, this was just posted, on what we've been talking about. It's the key. Wherever they decide to go, that will make other conferences move. It just is what it is. And Feinbaum says, yeah, it's, it is kind of a wait and see approach to an extent. And what Greg Sankey, I think, is saying is when Notre Dame decides what to do or what not to do, everyone else will react. If should Notre Dame decide right now to join the Big Ten or the SEC, uh, it's Armageddon in college football. But sources around the sports say they are they are pausing. They don't have to make a decision yet. They still have several years remaining on the NBC contract. But at some point, they'll probably have to make a move unless they can mortgage a much higher fee. And if they don't move, then you're probably going to see other things less important, like the ACC perhaps looking west to try to find a way to bail themselves out from a very inferior situation. I brought this up before that on one of these shows nationally, I've heard them say if you were going to go to the ACC to get a team or two near the SEC, would you choose Clemson or Miami? Clemson's had recent success football-wise. Miami has a bigger brand, or do they? I, I think they do. They football team plays in, a, in an NFL stadium. Their baseball team has a rich history. They've won the College World Series. I, to me, it would make sense. It has that academic aspect of it. Um, I, I think it would. So I found it interesting today that Paul Feinbaum was asked specifically about, could Miami, the U, be a target eventually for the SEC. Mad Dog, I'll clean this up, but get a freaking clue. Come on. I mean, what are you talking about? About Uh, About everything you just got through saying. And all that stuff you talked about with people going to the games, that that was important in in yesterday, Mad Dog. Nobody cares about that today because everything is run by television money in college football. And you can have an empty stadium, but Miami is a brand. Miami, Alabama on a Saturday night. Miami and and Texas. I mean, you're you're talking 1980s here, 1990s, Mad Dog. Welcome welcome to the new century. It's 2022, my friend. And you know what? And the 1980s is the last time Miami was relevant. Wow. Mad Dog couldn't be further from the truth or just so wrong on that aspect of it because – what have you seen in baseball and what have you seen in basketball, really? The amount of money they get media rights-wise and also the gap closes because you have to compete. Um, I jokingly refer to the SEC head football coaches in the West as the real housewives. I mean, they are. I mean, they uh, is the average for assistance now in the SEC a million dollars? Like, you have to have that staff. Have you watched? I did because I liked Billy Napier, you know? I publicly said I would have loved him to be the LSU head football coach and to watch it was by the day by the minute new staff that was hired I mean they got I, I literally we jokingly my group friends we, we have a group text every day we, we joked that they were just making up positions I mean there's some things I didn't even know that that existed over there at Florida 
He's quadrupled the size of the staff that he had at UL. So somebody's getting paid. I mean, all those people get paid. That's because what happens when you go there. So you want to compete? You have to do that. And Cristobal coming from Oregon to Miami. Miami's been in in just a bad space. I mean, it may take a little longer to understand, but I can summarize at least from talking to people that have played there. That's a good friend of mine, Ray. That you, bad ads, not understanding. You know, you had that culture thing. You had the whole, you know, money situation and bad press. So you try to get away from that. And look, you just need a good coach. The players will—they're there. They'll play there. You have that background. You do have that brand. And again, if you join the SEC, you better step up or go on. I mean, it is what it is. It's going to happen. Um, when we come back, Dan Arvlovsky also brought something up here. There's a, a lot of chatter about the Big Ten and their they, their media right deal that Fox is reportedly going to announce here shortly. That, as USC and UCLA say, they're going to go from 30 to about 100 to 110 million per. Thanks to the new TV deal. And again, which is why it's interesting. Notre Dame's like, I need 75. Well, you get a lot more by joining that conference, which is interesting. They haven't yet, but is the Big Ten closer to the SEC? Dan Orlovsky, his thoughts when we come back next on ESPN New Orleans. We've hit the halfway point of the baseball season and you can turn big hits and dingers into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook before the Midsummer Classic. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up using promo code KLRZ, place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in free bets if you don't win. I like Juan Soto to win Monday's Home Run Derby. I also like Ronald Acuna to get a big hit in the All-Star Game. And how about Max Free to record a strikeout for the National League, which is the team I'm picking to win the game. There's no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sports book. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code KLRZ to get started with your no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. Must be 21 and over and present in Louisiana. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. 
Sometimes certain tweets, you just, you're there for the comments. Vanderbilt head coach, Clark Lee. Leah, I, I guess Leah. Um, quote, we know in time Vanderbilt football will be the best program in the country. Close quote. First response. Take away one letter. <laughs> County. <laughs> okay. Do you think I, do you think Vandy will ever be a power in SEC football? Like what would it take for Vanderbilt to be a power in SEC football? And when I say power, I'm talking about competing year in and year out to get to Atlanta to play for the conference title. What do you think it would take? Right? Be interesting to sort of see. Uh, Dana Orlovsky was asked, Big Ten to SEC, are they getting closer? And he had this to say about it. The question is, what is Oklahoma without Inc. Lincoln Riley? And what is USC with? At Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley won 85% of his games. He won four Big 12 championships in five years. He went to three college football playoffs. That's at Oklahoma. That's not the same recruiting ground as it is in California. And we're also talking about UCLA with Chip Kelly, who went eight and four last year, and two of those losses were by a field goal. I think that the Big Ten is sitting pretty right now, knowing that they've added a premier program with the premier head coach. And don't mistake this, Green. This is a big part of this, too. College football right now is very much so about the quarterback. Very few people could recruit that position and develop it the way Lincoln Riley can. It's interesting when he brings up that point in that you have two pretty big name coaches, right, going back into that conference. Isn't it interesting from that perspective with Lincoln Riley? But he's been in three conferences, right? He'll be in three conferences by, by the time he finishes a, another what full season or something. Big twelve to ten to Pac twelve. But when you look at those two programs, you kind of wonder, again, will those coaches still be there? I mean, again, the way UCLA finished last year, people were wondering it as football passed Chip Kelly by. I mean, I just – I don't know what the expectation level is for some of those schools, but I will say this. Adding those two coaches to that conference, okay, I'm interested now that the Big 12 and Pac-12 have broken off talks about merging. Does Oregon State put – where does Oregon go? Arizona, Arizona State. Where where do they do they stay put? Do they go to the Big Ten? I don't think it's over over for sure. Maybe as Feinbaum says, it's a pause just yet to sort of see it because you have as Greg Sankey said yesterday, grant of rights is an issue over with the ACC here as well. I, I think Current TV deals are going to have to expire or things of that nature before they start going into trying to grab these other schools and get into the SEC or the Big Ten. But I do think in the next five years, 
I, I could easily see the Big Ten in SEC two twenty conference teams. I mean, Saban talked about it today. Mega conferences, it's eighteen to twenty. Yeah, I mean, he, he can foresee it. He can see that happens, and it goes to what Feinbaum said. Eric Asher tweeted us earlier today. Said it there as well. He, TV deals. It's about the money. At the end of the day, I don't even know what Mad Dog was saying. That people wouldn't go to the stadiums and go to the games and do that. I wow. That's just it. You have Saban and you have some of these other schools come in town that you're going to have people go to those games. And, you know, it'll be interesting. But all of that, as SEC Media Days will continue again, Jimbo Fisher and A&M won't be until Thursday. Matt Muscone and after further reviews coming up next, he's in Atlanta. He'll give you his thoughts, obviously, on what... Alabama Nick Saban had to say amongst the other schools that spoke today. I will see you tomorrow as we will have Southland Conference Media Days. That will be the focus for three hours on our show, as well as everything else going on in the world of sports. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for tuning us in. It's the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.